Hi, it's Charlotte. Thank you for tuning in to Media Plus. On this week's episode, I discussed the Joe Rogan Spotify issue with Adrian Weckler of the Irish Independent. We recorded the episode on February the 4th, 2022, before issues of Joe Rogan using the N-word and other racial slurs resurfaced and the subsequent removal of over 100 episodes of his podcast on Spotify. I hope you still find the conversation we had useful. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Media Plus from the Mac Observer. It's our weekly look at the world of digital media and Apple's place within it. And there's only one story we could really discuss this week. And it's, of course, the ongoing spat, if we can put it like that, between some musicians and Spotify over Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, Adrian Weckler from the Irish Independent joins me, which I'm so pleased about. There's a lot to dig into here. How are you, Adrian? I'm very well, Charlotte. Thanks. We've got this huge ongoing wrangling over Joe Rogan's podcast. Obviously, in the spirit of things, you and I have decided we will take two hours and have a nice, long, in-depth chat, correcting each other. Um, but uh, this lift. Yeah, exactly. We're going to have a lovely time. So sit back and relax. No, we're going to stick to our normal format. But it's, there's a lot to get into. So Explain how this started, Adrian, and I'd love to get your perspective on where you think it's going. Yeah, so basically, uh, Neil Young decided he was going to pull his music catalogue, or he he asked his uh, label whether they would, and they did, based on his objection to Joe Rogan's platforming, as he called it, of some of the guests he has had on, people like Dr. Robert Malone, um, people like Peter McCullough, and... What Neil Young was basically saying is that, uh, as a number of scientists and doctors have pointed out, some of these guests are making at best questionable, at worst dangerous claims about COVID, about vaccines, um, and what they do or they don't do, whether they are or aren't dangerous for you, in particular uh, the vaccines. And Neil Young said this amounted to uh, misinformation and he didn't want to have any association with any of it. And it was either uh, Young or Rogan, but you couldn't have both. So Spotify <laughs> effectively said pretty immediately, right, you can take your music off. We're going to pick Rogan over you. Yes. Uh, um, and obviously, part of, a large part of the reason for that is the huge, enormous sums that Spotify has agreed to pay to have Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan experience, which is the podcast, it is exclusive to Spotify. And it paid an enormous amount of money to have it that way. So obviously they decided that that investment, it needs to protect that investment and that Neil Young can take his work elsewhere. Um, I wondered if this was going to spiral once Neil Young, you know, even if obviously I'm very young and obviously don't really remember the prime of Crosby, Stills, Nathan Young, Neil Young, solo work and so on, obviously. Um, and you know, likewise, you. But even we know that this—he's a you know a big musician, a huge songwriting catalogue. This matters. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if this was going to escalate, and it kind of didn't. You had fellow Canadian Joni Mitchell um, jumping. It, she followed up relatively t- shortly afterwards, saying, mm-hmm. "Actually, I agree, and I'm going to take my music off." Some of the people that worked with Neil Young have followed suit as well. 
And the interesting thing about both Joni Mitchell and Neil Young, as I understand, is I think they both suffered from polio as children and so have quite strong opinions on vaccines. Mm. Um, Joni Mitchell, of course, who was a former partner of Steve Jobs. Nothing got to do with this, but just throwing it away. Right, right, yeah. Um, In case you all forgotten. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, throw all that in there, and it's it's obviously a fractious debate anyway. I mean, part of me is slightly surprised it's taken so long for there to be this standoff over Joe Rogan. Hmm. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I, absolutely. What has surprised me about this whole thing is how little artistic support really there's been for uh, Neil Young and latterly Joni mm. Mitchell. I mean. Bruce Springsteen's guitarist pulled his music off Spotify, but not Bruce Springsteen. And, uh, you know, as the guitarist for the Canadian punk band Pup uh, put it, he said, look, this is great for Neil Young that he can take his music off Spotify, but the rest of us just can't afford to do it. These are the pennies that we make in royalties, really other than gigging, which has been dead over the last couple of years because of COVID. This is the only uh, money that we get. There's also surprising to me that there hasn't been more of a consumer backlash. So yeah, there are a few people who are tweeting that they're switching to Tidal or Apple, um, but really not that many. I can't help but thinking if there had been somebody like Taylor Swift or Ed Sheeran or Adele or Drake, not even pulling their music, but just tweeting about it, um, it might have been... Uh, a bigger issue. But as we sit here talking about this now, just being completely cold about it, it looks like Spotify have seen Neil Young off. Um, and, you know, the, the 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 issue of, you know, whether Joe Rogan, I mean, Joe Rogan is going to be thrilled by all of this, because if you think about it from his point of view, there's going to be a, an unfortunate kind of a Streisand effect here. Yes. The 11 million listeners that he has, which makes it the biggest regular podcast in the world, he'll probably pull in another million or two now um, on top of that to see what all of the fuss is about. Um, yep. So um, in ter- you asked at the beginning where this was going. And I think the next phase of this discussion, or I think we're already in it, is what does it mean for Spotify to be um, a podcast host? There's the publisher versus platform argument. Is the fact that Spotify pays Joe Rogan reportedly $100 million for his exclusivity on the platform, does that make him the equivalent of an employee of source? And they can't argue that it's just a platform and we have thousands of bands and there's no way we could know uh, what they're singing about. Um, uh, that's, I think, I think where that's the discussions right. go now. Yes, I think it absolutely is. And I think there is fundamentally a difference between a person you have paid to produce a show for you. And I think a couple of other podcasters have pulled their shows as well, as well mm-hmm. as who we've mentioned, Niels Lofra and Steve Van Zandt and yep. so on. Um, but these are not enough, though, to make. No, well, they, if I can, they possibly matter to a certain generation. Yeah. Um, and yes, again, if Steve Van Zandt pulls his music, that's one thing. If Bruce Springsteen pulls everything by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Oh, that'd be a big deal. Then that's a big deal. That's a different, yeah. you're in a different ballpark again. I mean, um, the, be- the beauty of this is that we will know pretty, sh- pretty shortly because yes. we will know 
when Spotify publishes its next quarterly accounts, it always mm. discloses what its figures are. Yep. So we, we will know if it's had any effect. At the moment, it doesn't seem like it's having a major effect, but could be wrong. And in some in some ways, I hope I am wrong. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of depressing Let, to think that there'd be no backlash. Let, well, there has, def, you know, part of the backlash. Well, the interesting other one, um, as I'm thinking out loud, is actually the response of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, who mm. also got paid a lot of money to exclusively produce some work for Spotify, aired their discomfort, I think, to paraphrase, but um, obviously didn't walk away from that contract. Um, no, I think again, they were concerned about it, but not concerned enough no, to no. You know, back out it's of a twenty-five million dollar contract. Right, have. exactly. And you know, you've got. The, I think the examples of musicians that would make an impact were right: the Taylor Swifts of this world, the Drakes, Ed Sheeran, so on and so forth. Um, I have to say, just as a slight diversion, my favourite tweet about all of this came from James Blunt who threatened to put new music on Spotify if they didn't get rid of Joe Rogan, which I just thought was, I mean, very typical of his sense of humour and also very, very funny. Um, but I think you are completely right to identify that where we're going now is a, the platform debate. And mm. is Spotify a platform as opposed to just a catalogue? Um, yeah. Does that apply to everyone on spot who you can access through Spotify mm. and so on. I think there is a fundamental difference between Joe Rogan, who they pay directly, and artists who are on every single platform who pick up checks from every single platform that they possibly mm. can. I think there is a fundamental difference. And I don't think Spotify, well, maybe it did appreciate it when it signed Joe Rogan, but it didn't um it's tried to ignore the, if it knew about the issue, it ignored it for as long as it possibly could. Yeah. I mean, the normal argument that you might make in defense of Spotify and Joe Rogan, you know, in relation to a podcast is that there are millions of hours of podcast material and content uploaded every week and that it's very, very difficult to police all of that. However, you can't say that about Joe Rogan's podcast because it's the biggest podcast in the world. It's one that Spotify pay has paid a fortune to exclusively host and therefore it sits atop all of the others and it has a huge amount of attention for every minute of content that goes into mm -hmm. it not just from the audience but also from spotify itself you can take it it's a fair legal statement to say you can take it that if a, a, a joe rogan podcast that's three hours long goes out on spotify that spotify is absolutely okay with everything in that podcast that is you, you and I can make that statement fairly confidently because of the arrangement um, that they have. Now, even if it and wasn't... Even if, yeah, I was going to say, even if someone at Spotify is not listening to all three hours of every Joe Rogan podcast... Well, they are, they though, but, but yeah. You assume they are, but they have made the editorial decision, knowing what they were signing, that he will be on their platform. And they, I, I heard someone put it this way, and, and I think it might be Lucas Shaw from Bloomberg, actually, on the other podcast I listened to, he said they signed Joe Rogan to be Joe Rogan. Yeah. And I think that mustn't get lost in the debate because that they spent $100 million for him to be to continue doing what he was doing, but just for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. And look, I am conscious that there is another side to this debate where you start getting into the weeds about what constitutes misinformation and mm -hmm. disinformation. And that's when things get 
kind of depressingly ugly when you start, you know, trying to wade into that topic because some people are so passionate uh, on this issue. Um, they won't really brook a civil conversation. And sure. I mean, I would have my own views on what constitutes disinformation. I don't have, I'm not sure that I'm fully convinced exactly where the guardrails and parameters are on misinformation. I do think in the middle of a pandemic that if you uh, are the biggest podcast broadcast in the world and you are essentially endorsing a position or you're, you're, you're allowing as if it's a, a settled scientific uh, matter or a scientific breakthrough topic, if you're allowing discussion that a vaccine may be harmful or hurtful, I, I, I can see why you, you would have a problem with that and why you could put that into disinformation. There are other topics which are maybe slightly more difficult to, to come down a, a, as hard on. But just to come back for a second for... Mm. You know, I, I, wanted to, I want to jump in on that, though, just afterwards. But go on. Okay. Well, no, jump in on it now because I think, I, I think we're, yeah, I think maybe the meat of this is probably a little... I was just going to make a point about Spotify's algorithms and mm. the, the publisher versus platform argument. Yes, I think, and that is the key debate. Just on disinformation, yeah. misinformation, fake news. Mm. When I wrote a book on this topic, there was two mm. things that I included in the book. One is I had to quite early on come up with a very clear definition of what I was talking about when I meant fake news. And I basically, I can't remember the exact phrasing now, but I basically defined it as information you know is not correct uh, and you're doing you're putting it out there deliberately for either political reasons, financial reasons, or both, basically. Yeah. Um, and Joe Rogan would argue and has argued in a very long video in which he was you know, pretty re- came over as pretty reasonable in an eight, mm. nine-minute video addressing this, um, that he basically is that like, I was just asking questions, defence. Mm. I'm not, but he also said I'm not a journalist. So if you're going to well, discuss these highly sensitive issues in front of such a big yeah. um, audience, mm. I think, yes, you can just ask questions, but I think you need to have a very significant level of knowledge to push back if someone you're being told something wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's a very seductive argument that he makes. Look, I'm not a journalist. So therefore uh, this is just a show of me rambling. What he's basically trying to say is, look, I never intended this to be the biggest podcast in the world. So because I never intended that, I have no responsibility. This podcast has no responsibility because it wasn't set up Mm. as a journalistic podcast. That's kind of what he's saying. And that's a very seductive message as well, because the people who listen to Joe Rogan's podcasts, and I'm not talking out of ignorance here, I, I've listened to quite a few episodes of his podcast, mostly when it comes to things like, he's had the astronomer, Brian Cox, or the scientist Brian Cox on a few times. He's had quite a few um, he's great space guests physicists. On. Pardon me? He's had, he's had all sorts of interesting guests on. Oh, yeah. And, and the stuff when they get into things like black holes and what it's made of, it, it, he makes the guests he brings on. He's a very skillful interviewer in, in one way. He manages to make a lot of those topics very accessible. They mainly would be the episodes that I have mm. um, seen or, or heard uh, of his. Um, but his argument that, well, I'm just... I'm just, you know, Joe Rogan, the not the journalist. So it's not my fault if the conversation steers into this direction. Um, whatever about his 
legitimacy in saying that you can't make the argument for Spotify. If you're going to give yes. him a pass for that, that then starts to load extra responsibility on the shoulders of Spotify, because ultimately okay. somebody has to take responsibility for a giant podcast. And let's not forget about Joe Rogan. I mean, I've kind of praised him there for, for being a skillful interview, which he is, and for bringing on guests that can be very enlightening on difficult issues, which he does sometimes, mm-hmm. I, you know, astronomy and things like that. On the other hand, Joe Rogan has had Alex Jones on that podcast yes. a few times. Joe Rogan admits that he used to think that the moon landing was a hoax, right? Yeah, he's someone that I would even go further than saying flirts with conspiracy. Mm. Uh, the Alex Jones example is a very good one of someone who fully embraces conspiracy and conspiracy mm. theories. And, um, you know, how whatever you he's not he really is not someone that should be given an even greater audience now i imagine there's quite there's probably a bit of a crossover between the joe rogan audience and the alex jones audience already but i think for someone of i mean joe rogan's actually certainly to but to be giving you know two three hours to someone like that is not a good thing i'm entirely on board with you but then do you think let's get to the fundamental of it Mm. should there be someone from spotify phoning up Joe Rogan is saying, no, you cannot have this person on the show. This is the line. At some point, yes. I I mean, that's just common sense. At some point, that then becomes a question of, let's say Joe Rogan decides to, that he wants, he, he decides to adopt some very extreme political views, very extreme. At some point, Spotify does have to come in uh, and say, no, you can't do that. And it's not just because it might hurt it commercially. There is a separate sort of fiduciary duty of care um, other than the commercial one here. I mean, I know America has a much more liberal freedom of speech and broadcast uh, rule of law than we do. And that extends into areas like defamation. For example, in the US, journalists get away with murder. Um, in terms of what they're allowed to to say, or people get away with murder in terms of what they're allowed to allege or claim or accuse somebody of. Whereas over here, this side of the water, as you know, it's far more difficult and we complain about as journalists, but there are some good reasons for that as well. You kind of have to prove that someone is doing something bad uh, before you can say it. But, But Spotify has that extra responsibility and yeah you have to if joe rogan were decided if it wasn't just dr robert malone who was you know talking about you know vaccines and his theory on whether or not you know vaccines are legitimate at this point if he decided to get into um just some more extreme kind the kind of stuff that you would only expect to see in dark places on reddit or really i I do want to push you on this so like because they signed this big contract, mm-hmm. surely before we got to this point, like the fact there was going to be a row over Joe Rogan is as you know is predictable. We knew this yep. was going to happen. So why was there no one in Spotify really monitoring this to make sure it didn't overspill to keep what they wanted about Joe Rogan to keep what his huge mm. audience wanted about Joe Rogan, but not letting it overspill to a thing that caused them this kind of problem. But why, A, why do you assume that they haven't done that? And B, why would you think 
that this has caused them a huge problem. I mean, it it has in terms of people like you and I are looking at this and going, Jesus, this is a bit of a crap show from PR point of view to Spotify. It's not clear yet to me, stepping back out of my own filter bubble and looking at what Spotify, where Spotify is now and what it's lost and what it's gained. It's not clear to me that Spotify has suffered a significant no. blow from this. As I said, we will actually know in the next set of figures. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. I, I, I take your point. I mean, where's the adult in the room from Spotify? That um, That is essentially the question I'm asking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the best uh, sense that I have uh, around that is that, yes, they did know that there was a risk of this, that it is part of the risk that they're taking, but that is a risk well worth taking. Consider um, where Spotify is now in relation to Apple. The data that I have read about, you might have uh, more information on this, suggests that Spotify is ahead of Apple in terms of hosting podcasts, right? Now, Apple, uh, I, I the inventor saw, of podcasts. Sure. I certainly saw data that showed Apple as a, I think it was slightly trying to compare Apple Music with Spotify, which is not quite apples and oranges, you know, apples and pears anymore. Yeah. You know, it's, they're pears two different things now because that's the one. Um, various bits of fruit. But, uh, you know, the point is that Apple has a podcast service and a music subscription service, and those are things mm. and you don't need one to access the other. Mm. Um, whereas, obviously, if you want Spotify any podcast, you must subscribe to Spotify. Um, so it's not quite a direct comparison, but there has been no doubt, whatever piece of data you look at from recent years and months, that Spotify has massively encroached on Apple's turf. Yeah. Now, so, the thing is, do you think Apple is sitting... I mean, I noticed and thoroughly enjoyed the slight trolling by Apple where it sort of put out push notifications and adverts on social media saying it was the home of Neil Young and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And it took a little bit of a swipe and... You know what? Fair play. Um, But do you think there is a point of this where Apple, because we saw recently a bit of a controversy around Jon Stewart and the Jon Stewart Mm. show, which is an Apple TV plus podcast. Get your head around that. It's again, it's an Apple's thing and that Apple is paying for. Uh, And there was a whole row around some comments uh, Jon Stewart made about JK Rowling. Um, We're definitely not getting into that. But let's just, it was a similar moment where it could have gone either way. And I think mm. John Stewart walked it back and it all kind of calmed down quite quickly. Mm. But, um, well, he didn't walk it back. He clarified that. She's not fair mm-hmm. to say he walked it back. He was, you know, embraced it and was very fair and open and responded to what he had to say. Um, but that, so Apple is maybe seeing a little bit into the future with this Joe Rogan row. And going, oh, do we want to get involved in this? Well, I mean, uh, you're being kind, I think, to uh, to Apple and, and Spotify in a sense. Well, Look, I'm a kind of generous person, Adrian. You know yeah. this. To be brutally cynical about it, overall, since Spotify first announced the deal with Joe Rogan, then signed Joe Rogan, Given everything that has happened, including the events of the last fortnight, is Spotify in a stronger, a weaker, or roughly about the same position as it was before it signed uh, Joe Rogan? I think unquestionably it's stronger. 
that's just stepping back with no moral judgment on what is happening. Why do you say stronger? I would have said possibly no different. Uh, Well, what I mean by stronger is, as far as I can see, and from what I've read, um, Spotify has a significant uh, growth now in podcasts and the number of podcasts it's hosting. Oh, I was talking about, is it worse after the last two two weeks or so? Yes, you're absolutely right that it has strengthened over the last, say, two years. But even this scandal, this controversy with Joe Rogan, it's been on the front pages of most newspapers in the world. It's taken up uh, minutes on radio broadcasts, on TV shows. The Instagram video that Joe Rogan put out as a response has been broadcast on all the big uh, talk shows. Everybody is reminded that Spotify exists and that Spotify is a giant podcast engine. To be <laughs> absolutely cynical about it, <laughs> yes. to be absolutely cynical. Um, yeah. This has been a giant, giant, giant ad for Spotify. It's I don't necessarily agree with you, but I like I definitely can see mm. how I can definitely see how that might work. And people who didn't go, oh, I didn't even know you could get podcasts on Spotify. I thought Look, it was just uh, music. How might... many people listen to podcasts? Bazillions. That's an official figure. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was bazillions. I wrote a piece on this. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a year ago now, so it's a bit dated. But it's actually not as many people as you think. Um, it, and I'm talking about just ordinary people walking sure. around every day. It, the number of people who listen to podcasts isn't yet that big. It's it's still a fraction of the number of people who listen to radio, for example. Are you including people who listen to, like, use BBC Sound, say, to listen to a show that has already been broadcast? Yeah. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Live radio, as much as it has kind of faded out of a lot of like my my daily uh, mm. listenership, for example, is still like an order of magnitude bigger than podcasts overall in in terms of the number of people. I, I can see that people driving, people just background noise. Still mostly radio. Yeah, still exactly. I can see that. I, yeah. I, so if you when you look at it that way, the addressable market for Spotify and the reason that it paid Joe Rogan so much money. So a hundred million dollars. Yeah. It's only a podcast. I mean, okay. It has 11 million listeners, but it basically it's a podcast. Um, they paid him a hundred million dollars because the, the upside of the addressable market is still huge, mm. much larger than it is for other broadcast media. So overall in the last few weeks, do you think more people or about the same number of people are aware that Spotify is a major podcast host? I suspect the answer is more. Yeah. It has so. to be. Let's, before we kind of finish up, I do want to talk about what Spotify has done because I think it is slightly now embracing the concept that it is a publisher, at least for exclusive podcasts. Hmm. So it this was, Dan, you know, Daniel Ek put out a blog post and it's got... Um, now got some Spotify platform rules, yeah. which went out on January the 30th. And these are what it call, around what it calls dangerous content. Mm. So, I mean, I won't read it all, but it's talking about things like content that advocates or glorifies serious physical harm towards individual group, uh, content that incites violence or hatred, um, and content that promotes dangerous, false, or deceptive medical information that may cause offline yeah. harm 
or pose a direct threat to public health. Yeah. This includes, but may not be limited to, asserting that AIDS, COVID-19, cancer, or other serious life-threatening diseases are a hoax or not real. Mm-hmm. Um, encouraging people to purposely get infected with COVID-19 to build immunity. Yeah. And crucially, promoting or suggesting that vaccines approved by local health authorities are designed to cause death. Mm. Yes. What's interesting I mean, about, yeah. It's a strong line to get to because you could still say, oh, I don't really like a vaccine. Uh, I don't like X, Y, Z. And I think it's going to do X, Y, Z to me. But you might not hit that line of suggesting it uh, will cause, is designed to cause death. I think that's well, quite deliberately it, phrased. It will exactly. They've left themselves a lot of wiggle room for podcasts I think like so. Joe Rogan. Because it, it's one thing to say the vaccines are designed to cause death, which we would all agree is a very, very extreme thing yes. to say. But what Spotify is saying that they won't necessarily kick an episode off if it's uh, if it merely says that vaccines do cause death. Only vaccines or are designed perhaps, to cause death. Or perhaps even more than that, if you're having a quote, you know, an open conversation, or as Joe Rogan put it, asking questions about whether a healthy 23-year-old, yeah. the kind of person that listens to his podcast, needs to have a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a lot of wiggle room there. Now it's going to label things that are about COVID. It's it is taking some some, some steps, and you can make a quite reasonable argument that they're making a fair move between free speech and highlighting issues. You can mm. make that quite legitimate argument, I think. Um, can, and yeah, Apple you... does similar things around labeling, and mm. you know, even in the App Store, it labels certain things, and yeah, so. I mean, look, there's no question that Spotify is taking position. It is drawing down on certain sides of the fundamental questions. What what is irresponsible to allow in a podcast and what is not irresponsible to allow on a podcast? It's irresponsible to to suggest that a vaccine is designed to cause death. It may not be irresponsible to to merely talk or say that vaccine does cause death. Similarly, they don't seem to have a problem with Joe Rogan's podcast saying that COVID is harmless for young people, right? That was really the example I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. They don't seem to have a, have a problem. And in doing that, they, as you suggest, they are clearly coming down on the position that um, we know that there are problems with this, but our strategy is we are going to allow discussion of it. And We're going to have a discussion and tell you there is a discussion and you can decide whether you want to listen to the discussion or not. Yeah, well, that's that's all the niceties. Yeah, that's the kind of the disclaimer at the end. Mm. But really, the guts of it is whether, like they wouldn't put that disclaimer on a more extreme discussion. You know, they're, they're, they're allowing the discussion. It doesn't really matter whether they label it or not. I mean, when you label something anyway, it just makes it, slightly more intriguing sure i, 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 I think there really... is there is a fair point you know cl- the classic example of the 12 year old wanting to go into a 15 movie or whatever yeah um, or or um you know uh this podcast contains sensitive inflammatory information what really where, right where yeah let me hit play um yeah just again just as we round up um let's go back to that point of where you think this leaves apple you said do you think both of them have come away okay with it. Do you, but do you think they will have be asking even more serious questions about original content now? Spotify, 
Um, I don't. I think okay. all of the evidence that we have before our eyes at the moment in terms of what Spotify have done, including Daniel Eck's blog post, including a town hall meeting mm-hmm. uh, that was held two days ago that was reported to be tense. If you look at what they've done, and they have basically backed Joe Rogan to the hilt. I mean, another part of Joe Rogan's Instagram was response was saying, you know, how happy he had been with um, uh, in, uh, with uh, Spotify. And he mm-hmm. said that before. He's he's he and he said it on his own podcast. You know, they they never interfere. You know, they let me do what I want. You, you have to get beyond kind of what you and I and other commentators are projecting and just look at what Spotify are doing. Spotify have backed Joe Rogan to the hilt here. They have let a legendary rocker, Neil Young, leave the platform without really wasting any time. They basically said, right, don't let the door hit you on the way out. I know yeah. they said, we, 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 we'd like to have you back in time. And, but there was no question. There was no prevarication in their decision. None at all. No. So, the, so what I'm getting to is the lesson that I derive from that is... Unless the figures in the next uh, quarterly results suggest that they are losing subscribers or unless a big um, artist, someone like Taylor Swift, leaves, the lesson that Spotify has learned from this is that was an interesting test as to you know, how the market will react if Joe Rogan or another podcaster says something very controversial. And now we've seen that no other artist left. And now, and we've you, seen and you think Apple has learned the same lesson? Will have been looking, you think Apple, looking from afar, will have learned a similar lesson? I think they have a, they're slightly more sensitive than Spotify. Um, I think they maybe have more to lose. Um, I don't know that they would react to this in exactly the same way, but I do think they will have taken note um, in relation to the fickleness of the music industry's, uh, you know, high moral horse. None of them have really backed uh, Neil Young on this. Well, we will watch how this plays. We'll watch how this plays out. If see if anyone else joins over the weekend, see if, you know, see if anything happens from subsequent podcast episodes and so on. Um, Adrian, thank you so much for joining me. Remind people quickly where they can keep up with you. Yeah, on Twitter at Adrian Weckler, W-E-C-K-L-E-R. Uh, I have my own podcast, which is The Big Tech Show, and my newspaper's website is independent.ie. Um, I'm Charlotte Henry. You can catch me at Charlotte A. Henry on Twitter and, of course, over on the MacObserver.com every day. And until next week, keep well. Bye.